Welcome to another episode of the Riverdale Register. My name is Caitlin. My name is John. And welcome back to the fourth to last episode of the Riverdale Register. So I've been told, but yeah. again, if you all told me, no, there's 22, I right. would be no, like, no. damn, silly for me to think otherwise. Exactly, exactly. But allegedly there are only, including this episode, there are four episodes of Riverdale left. But wild. Stella just growled at that because... She's going to have a hard time with it, I think. Oh. <laughs> you know, she's having a hard time with it now. Right. Her favorite character is, of course, uh, Hot Dog. Ugh. And you know how, how invested in Hot Dog the show is. Right, of course. So. Did Jughead have Hot Dog earlier this season? Yes. Did we never, he never had him again? I don't know. The, the building got, like, messed up, and then he was like, oh, no, Hot Dog. Right. Hey, oh, wait. We have a special guest today. Oh, wow. Hey, um, Ian, can you give us a question from the audience? Oh, yeah. um, wait, hold on. You got to be on mic, Ian. Come here. Oh, God. Ian. Ian has a question. He's I'm so curious. With only hold on, hold on. Come here. Come here. Talking to the microphone. You know, I'm curious. With right, only, right off the top of your head. Yeah, you know, with only three episodes remaining in the entire show. Which storylines do you think that they're going to complete? And which do you think that they're going to just totally drop and just just tell you to go screw yourself on? I love how you made that really natural. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That that's how you good. normally talk and that's how you normally ask yeah. questions. Right. right. I'm getting a beverage. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay, thank you, Ian. Wait, where are you going? Into the bedroom. Okay, he's going into the bedroom. I kind of like the ambient. It feels like we're a, it feels like we're a scripted podcast. Yeah, yeah. This you feels know? really natural and real. Exactly. We have like what is it called? The Foley sound effects. <laughs> See that he's throwing out. Oh, you can hear it. Can yeah. Hear it. I feel like the more natural question for you to ask is, or, or we should ask Ian what he's looking forward to after Most. we're done recording oh this podcast God. in his house. Getting it. Getting two hours back. Is it? Yes. Is that? Is your podcast long enough for me to list all the reasons? <laughs> Aww. It's cute. It's fun. Yeah, thank you. We have fun. It's been a time. <laughs> when so. it comes to storylines getting wrapped up, um, what storylines are open? What's going to uh, happen with the comic stand? That will probably right. get wrapped up. Right. Will everyone's writing careers get wrapped up? I don't know. I feel like we're going to get the Fangs thing wrapped up. Yeah, Fangs is going to become a superstar. Mm-hmm. Midge is hopefully going to get out of that prison that she's in. The Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Um, Tony and Cheryl will probably end up doing like something, like being together. They'll be yeah, married and happy forever. Right. Um, Betty, I don't know what her deal is. The, well, the Feminine Mystique book. The Teenage Mystique book, I think, will be a huge success. Well, we've seen the episode description for the finale. Crazy. So it's it's all about where Betty ends up. Interesting. So Betty's the main character. I guess we now know Betty has always been the main character. Surprise! <laughs> Which feels so unbelievably untrue this season. Out of, I would say, actually, Betty being the main character of the show, that is the least true in this season. And I would say it's the most true in maybe season... Mm, maybe... I feel like post time jump seasons were very Betty seasons, mm. but this season doesn't feel very heavy on Betty. 
Can I, can, I, can I ask you a question? Yes, you can. If you were to uh, pick up the chapter book that this is. Okay. Like you're reading the table of contents and it's all these episodes. Oh, like chap- chapter like, one, like, The River's Edge. In theory, this has been yeah. a one book. What do you think the description on the inside flap says? Oh, man. Um, okay, in a small <laughs> town called Riverdale, things happen. <laughs> Does time reset itself? The residents don't know, and neither will you. I honestly don't know. Coach are like that. That those final chapters. <laughs> Wild. Yeah, I'm. I think we are also pointing to the fact that there is going to be some sort of book version of Riverdale or comic version of Riverdale. It is going to become like Archie Comics. Yes. Well, at this point, I have no idea what metatextually their reality is anymore. Right. Considering they created a fictional character based on someone they have met. Yeah, I'm just vibing with it now, honestly. It's fine. I've accepted. I've accepted everything. And And I'm vibing. And that episode you were vibing with is called Chapter 134. That darn cat. That darn cat. (laughs) A different kind of cat. So this is a thing that I had to ask Jacob about um, because I started looking into it. Um, so basically, Eartha Kit, I'm a different kind of cat. So Eartha Kit is an actress who was in the movie musical, The Wild Party, or sorry, The Wild Party on Broadway. And so Eartha Kit, you know her, she's an actress. She was Catwoman. She was Catwoman. And was she's this, a different kind of cat. Isn't she uh, Yzma? Yes, I think she is. Yes. Yeah. Oh, she's great. Yeah. She is oh, great. Oh, now, now you have a personal connection. Oh, no, the Emperor's New Groove. Yeah, she's great. Eartha Kitt is amazing. Obviously, Eartha Kitt has been mentioned also before on Riverdale mm-hmm. recently when they were like, who's the hottest lady? Eartha Kitt was one of the options. I think Josie is supposed to be like the Eartha Kitt type, um, which is weird because Eartha Kitt also exists in this universe, so they could have just... Like slid Josie's name in there, like who's hotter, Josie or Marilyn? But it would be confusing. I think it's becoming very clear there wasn't like a plan. Yeah, no, it's it's fine. But she did a great job. I thought that these songs really worked for her. So, yeah. Oh, I. Oh, didn't you didn't quite get what they were doing musically, or it didn't. I guess it didn't. It didn't hit me quite right. Was that beat poetry? Um, I don't think so. I think it's like the song "Moving Uptown" that she was doing. From her fake movie musical is actually from the Wild Party, so oh yeah oh really? But the beat poetry, the different kind of cat, is the song Eartha Kitt sings. So why wouldn't you write an original song for Josie for this original musical? Confusing. It's I can't. All, it's all confusing. Why is the Rocky Horror Picture Show happening in 1955? We can't <laughs> ask these questions. If we ask these questions, I our, our heads would like explode. I have a podcast where I get to right. ask these questions. I understand that you have a I podcast. I go through life the rest of the time <laughs> not asking these questions to regular people. That's true. It is very hard not to talk about Riverdale with regular people, but... Usually when I do, they're like, hey, can we change the subject? I'd love to not. Exactly. I already listened to like six Riverdale podcasts. Most of my friends I try to talk to about Riverdale are like, John, can I remind you of the specific reason I stopped watching Riverdale? Was it like season two, episode four? It's usually somewhere in season three. Oh, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Not us. Not us. No. Never us. We're here. 
We've been here and we will stay here yeah. for if four you want, more episodes. If you want a podcast where they stop watching the show partway through, well, you've got to watch a different podcast. <laughs> right, exactly. And there are many other podcasts. <laughs> and this is why we have longevity and we're very good at our jobs. That's, that's this all. is why we're both incredibly successful in the podcasting space. Right. Though I have to say, we do have a lot of reviews, which I think I'm pretty proud of. That's nice, it's yeah. An, it's like more than I thought we would have. It's great. So that's good for us. Proud of us. Other people we should be proud of this week, uh, the writers of this episode. Oh, so proud. Ariana Jackson and Evan Kyle. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Ariana did Skip, Hop, and Thump. That was someone where the title made sense, and I did not have a mental breakdown. incredibly clear episode that we, <laughs> we all had an easy time talking about back then. Right, I right. don't remember what it's about, uh, even though it's the second episode of the season. I have no idea what it's about either. <clears throat> Riverdale. Oh, I know. It was like the skipper. It was the, the sock hop. Sock hop not is around skipper, the corner. Not a skipper. That's not a thing. Archie has his sights set on taking Veronica the dance. Oh. Betty's confused when Kevin appears uninterested in taking things to the next level with her. Remember when Kevin was closeted right. and dating Betty? Right. That was a billion years ago. Yeah and, yeah. and ever since then, Kevin has been on such a non-journey. Right. No, no, no. Well, Kevin's parents are divorced, and that's sad. Have we talked about it since? No, we have not. What do you mean? Kevin doesn't... Kevin's parents aren't divorced. His mom is dead or doesn't exist at all. <laughs> well, it's, it, in his brain, his parents are going through a traumatic divorce. It's very, like, next to normal vibes. Yes. So. Uh, Evan Kyle previously wrote Hoop Dreams this season. Oh, that was the one with the hoop dreams. With the basketball dreams. I know. I actually genuinely know. This was with Reggie. It was first Reggie came back, yeah. First appearance of new Reggie. Mm-hmm. Love new Reggie. That was a really good one. It yeah. was, This yeah. was... This is... For out of all of the characters, I think this has been the best for Reggie. Oh yeah, he he just there's been a clarity to him this season that he never had before. Cause yeah, he, he was always just kind of vaguely gesturing at bad boy in the previous <laughs> version of the show. He was always kind of like I I like want to make bad business decisions yeah. and have Veronica clean them up. I'm proud of my drug dealing talents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but he was never really smart enough. To do anything bad. That was their take on him, was yeah. that he's somehow dumber than Archie. <laughs> Not that Archie's dumb. Archie is a poet who makes teachers uncomfortable. That's right. So I'm excited. This episode was directed by Kevin Rodney Sullivan, cool. who previously directed the episode this season, American Graffiti. <sighs> no. No, um, isn't that crazy? No, it's, it just happened. <laughs> was that last episode? <laughs> it was seven episodes ago. Okay, so that's why. Jughead and Tabitha team up to investigate a mystery involving Ray Bradbury. Oh, right. No, they don't, because his name is Brad Rayberry. Brad Rayberry. Wow. Oh, it says that? It says Ray Bradbury on huh. IMDb. Well, you can see Cheryl asks Tony if she can attend an after-school book club with her and other black students. Oh, this is when Cheryl asked to come yeah. to the cookout. Yeah, and, and no. Betty and Veronica ask Archie and Reggie out on a double date. Oh, man. It, you know, if they, had, if they had come back any other week than that week they were horny for their car, right. they would have had a great double date. But yeah, it, this it was is, a weird day. This season is all manufactured <laughs> with the, those things. I think maybe Archie and Reggie just liked each other, and they did not want to talk about that. And we're still yeah, not going to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yes, they're aggressively not doing uh, Archie and Reggie getting together, or and Betty ben, and Veronica getting together. I know. If I was Betty, I'd be like, Veronica, can which we talk? Like, the fuck was this? Which is, which is weird because we have a queer showrunner, and I don't it feels like there's a straight person in the room being like, no. I honestly, I don't know why they're not 
getting one of those two things together. I kind of see. It just feels like nobody's weird. watching. So like, couldn't you just do whatever just you want? Do it. We're the only people who are gonna watch and be happy about it. You know, we're so just thrilled. make me happy. Just make us happy. Give <laughs> me what I want. <laughs> Maybe Veronica and Betty come together in their twilight years. Very Evelyn Hugo vibes. Maybe. Yeah. We uh four storylines this week. Okay, so I really want to start with Josie for some reason. Okay, that is the big one. I think that's why. That is called A Star is Born. Oh, cute. For my purposes. I like that. Do you want to name all the storylines? <clears throat> sure, yeah. We got A Star is Born. We have She's Married. <laughs> Can't imagine what that refers to. Veronica the Teenage Witch. Also was a weird one, but sure. And The Slap. Oh, interesting. Okay, I that get was that. A, that was a yeah. reach, but... No, no, it works. The people who will appreciate that will that appreciate show. that. I thought that show was a good idea. How to, I didn't watch it, but I didn't hate it the It existed con- in multiple countries. Yeah, I didn't hate the concept. Anyway. You uh, go? Okay, you go, so... You go. <laughs> a slick black car pulls up outside of the baby lion, which is currently showing the movie A Star is Born. Which version of A Star, Star is Born? Judy Garland. Okay, so yeah. the second one? The second one, yeah. Clay goes and gets Veronica because it's Joyce McCoy and she's a big deal. How old is she? Unclear. So this is something I was thinking about. <laughs> I was like, so she didn't... I thought they were going to establish that she was a Riverdale student who had like graduated. Right. They don't establish that. No. I'm going to... Okay, this is my theory. The people in the Riverdale universe who left aged at the rate that they did like before the comet. So they're seven years older. Yes, except that doesn't make sense because Polly died in the comet too. Josie was gone wasn't so, polly dead before the comet she was yes, killed she, by those street people yes but she gave back and then died in the comet again so this is a very different show i think my theory then still stands because polly was dead and therefore elsewhere for a bit of time and what about baby 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 oh He's not here. He was like a 45-year-old man when he ended. <laughs> I forgot about that entirely. And so so are we going to assume that Fangs' baby is baby? Like his new baby? Is his sperm that powerful? I don't know. It's really weird. It's really unsettling. <laughs> yeah, so in this universe, he and his ch- child are just no longer ever going to meet. I, you know. Unless it's... they will. It's very confusing. So is baby dead? I don't think we care that much. I don't think they care that so much. So Josie just won a Tony. <laughs> great. That's great. For uh, something called Going Uptown, which doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. Not real. <clears throat> um, she she says that she heard about Veronica's theater and how she's not afraid to shake things up. And I'm like, the eyeball gimmick? The- <laughs> right. I know. I was like, wait, is it the porn thing she <laughs> I heard you just had a big time burlesque yes, star. <laughs> exactly. So I guess that is what she's referring to. Um, but how would she hear about these things? And is Veronica doing this much marketing for her theater? Like, it just seems weird. Like, who would come? Right. <laughs> it's very unclear where the real If Veronica opened an ad for her theater, the ad would be a, spa- a page spread of her right. modeling. <laughs> and then the bottom right, it would say, La, ba- La-, La Baby Lion. <laughs> I own a theater. <laughs> I, there's a theater, too. <laughs> <laughs> there's a theater, too. You can come see me at the theater I work at. When own and sleep in mm-hmm. sometimes. Uh, 
Josie has been working on a major motion picture. And by working on, we mean she has completed a major motion <laughs> right, picture. Right, exactly. Wrote it, directed, starred in it, edited yes. it. It's Finance, done. produced, wrote, directed, starred, edited it. Yeah, so I think it's good. You know, she's done now. It's important to bet on yourself. It is. Uh, this may be taking awe to your theory to a, to a high level. Well, I don't know. It seems like she had to. Right. She definitely... It was... what. Well, we'll get there. We'll mm-hmm. learn later why she did this. Um, but apparently it just worked out. And yes. she's not oh, bankrupt and it's an, destitute. It's an adaptation of her stage musical. And she needs to play it in front of a live audience for a test screening. If the quality of the theater's projection is up to her standards. So she's like making Veronica go through hoops to right. earn the right to have a test screening of her movie. Also, she's like in the sticks is how she refers to Riverdale. Yes, and I she, like, does, is it? she does finally cut down Riverdale a little yeah, bit. Yeah, she's like, that's later, I think. These, these shitty people like the movie. Maybe the quality people will like the movie later. Yes. We see maybe two three shots of this movie. It's amazing. And every time it cuts back to an audience reaction, they're like, oh my God, that was the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. That's how I felt when I watched A Star Is Born with Lady Gaga. I really did feel that way. I was like, this is an excellent film. It was a really good movie. I really enjoyed it. I watched it again. They're like, Josie, it's a surefire hit. It's perfection. And Josie's like, I'm still tinkering on it. Oh, I'm still working on the movie. And by that, she means she's still worried about white people. Oh, that's so sad. But... I love Josie. <clears throat> um, she needs to ensure the town is hip enough to fill the seats for a movie. Listen, I'm not going to test this movie unless I know the audience is going to like this movie. Right. So I just don't know why she trusts the taste of the people in Riverdale all this much. I don't know why Veronica's cool with all of this. Like, stop jerking me around. Either give me the screening or don't. But don't make up like here's the thing veronica is for lack of a better term like um a fame a, a star chaser star chaser is a star fucker that's not what i meant but like um like a social climber is what yes. i meant no you're absolutely right it's just deeply frustrating when you're like there there is an opening for a dramatic relationship between these two women and i and i and i I'm not trying to pit women against women. Yeah, why do you hate women, John? <laughs> That's what I heard. You hate women. What's going on with that? It's just like, it's it's weird that Josie's arc in this episode is holding on to a secret and zero people challenging her on that secret, going through some kind of emotional journey under the surface as other people are around and then revealing her secret to somebody and then somehow she's like, you know what you would be good at, Veronica? Directing movies. Right. And I was like, where did you get when that? Did that? When she freaked out and fired <laughs> right. her two friends? Right. When she said, we are not friends anymore, um, and you're fired. Maybe she shouldn't be in crises at all. <laughs> I know. Wild. Tony asks Veronica to make sure Josie sees Fangs perform. You know, so he can become a big star. So Midge's parents will accept him. So he can rescue her from the nuns. <laughs> Eventually. These are the necessary steps he has to take. <laughs> He's, he, like, will take an opportunity to do this. He will never seek an opportunity. And I think that's the funniest part. He's like, I'm doing everything I can. I'm waiting around for the opportunity to come to me. Exactly. She's, meanwhile, getting more pregnant and more pregnant. She got really pregnant. She did. It's been, like, four extra days, but really pregnant now. Fangs learned a third song. 
That's awesome. Yeah, great, great balls, balls of fire. fire. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, you know, the only other two people I've heard do this song are Tom Cruise and Miles Teller, and I think he's better than both of them. Huh. Oh, it's a Top Gun song. They sing it in both Top Guns. That's cool. Josie isn't really into rock and roll, <laughs> which you'd think would be like a barrier for Fangs, but she's like, nah, it's fine. He oh, he's, well. he's a handsome man. Can he play the bongos? He, does he need um, to rescue a pregnant girlfriend? Yeah. Okay. Josie, can we give you a personal reason to... No, I don't, I don't want to... Not about it, actually. No, I'm actually not interested in personal relationships with any of you all. Why would, but think about it. Why would she? It's like she, grew, she didn't grow up in this town. She just showed up in this it's town. It's true, yes. She just arrived. Yeah. Who cares? She and Archie never even make eye contact in oh, this version. Remember when they dated? Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was fun. Every time Archie dated a black woman, it was good. Who was he? Oh my god, what was his um first girlfriend? Haley Lou is her real name. Melody. No, yeah. not Melody. No. Oh my god. So uh, if she knows and she can't speak. Val. It was Val. It was Val. Val. It was so close. Melody, Val. The right. I love her as an actress. She's one of my favorite movies, Spontaneous. Uh, Josie uh, sings about how she's a different kind of cat. It's great. Everybody loves it. Yeah. Uh, so when asked again if Riverdale is hip enough for her to allow us to right. grade her movie, <laughs> uh, Josie says, let's do it. But it's not like the premiere of the movie. It's like a test screen. It's a test screen. So it's a little confusing. It, they're they're going to hand out, uh, if anyone's ever been to a test screening, they like hand out paper at the end. For you oh, to like yeah. write, like limit it on like a scale of one to five and like give notes and stuff. And they're like, you don't work in the industry, right? And it's like in a theater in Los Angeles. Right, people are like, like, of course does. not. They all work in the industry. I went to a couple of those um, and they're fun, but you have to like, sometimes it's like you get there and it's like you might, they were more fun when you didn't have AMC A-list. Because then it was like movies were twenty bucks, and it's like, oh, that's like oh, but this movie. one's free, and and no one else has seen it. Exactly, but now I'm just like, eh, it's like kind of not worth it anymore. And I also like never could technically legally go because I was always either like reviewing a movie, like I was always like a journalist who was not allowed to be at these screenings. Right. Um, but like I remember seeing like bad movies and then being like, this is actually really bad, and I am being helpful. This time it's a helpful thing. I'm writing down my opinion. <laughs> I'm gonna solve this one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I saw Pacific Rim two in an advanced screening where the effects were unfinished. And Bad? I'm really glad I've never gone to see it again. Yeah. I, I like it living in my memory that way. It really, it really allows the whole messiness to like feel like a cohesive thing. It's like, well, of course it's bad. It's not done. Right, exactly. It'll never be finished. <laughs> That's how it is. So uh, Tony and Clay invite Josie to Black Athena. And while she's there, this girl Tracy tells Josie that Josie's unapologetically, unapologetically herself. Uh, but has she had to compromise herself to represent black people? And Josie says, none of them should compromise for anything. And she doesn't, actually. Yeah, no, she's she's right about... She's a very convicted woman the entire episode. Yeah, and she's just nervous about how the world is going to react to her. Yeah. Uh, another student says that he saw her perform Macbeth with a man called, called Charles Clayton. Chuck Clayton is an actor, a famous actor in this universe? In Harlem. Oh my god, good for him. Yeah. He ended up being like a good guy-ish, right? It was... He, there was an episode right. where he was like 
Josie, I like you, and I'm going to turn things around, and I'm going to be a good guy. And she was like, cool, I'll see you around. And then he never did another episode of Riverdale. That's so funny. I liked him. I liked their relationship. And then it just, like, pooped He's a very charismatic actor, and I I hope he continues to work. And that's why he left the show and did other things. Well, he was on... He he had a very big run on Black Lightning. Yeah, I remember that. Okay, well, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good for you being on Broadway or something. Whatever. I Macbeth. Good for you doing that. And that's a fictional person. <laughs> oh. Oh, Charles Clayton. Uh, Chuck Clayton. Anyway, go on. She was fierce and vulnerable in the performance, and she says it's the only way she knows how to be. And then Clay pipes up, and he's like, that's how I am at my typewriter. Guys, I write. <laughs> I have a thing. Clay, let her have a moment to shine. Thank you. Stella, why are you so exasperated today? Josie makes a comment about how much she would have loved a group like this back when she was on Riverdale. Right. There was like a bunch of black characters and scenes together. That would have been amazing. Yeah, they never gave me enough screen time anyway, but I digress. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> we're, ha- we're happy you're here now and yeah. you're not solving crime in New Orleans, which is kind of what I wanted to see. Yeah, I, I mean, I would have been happier. I would have liked that. That would have been cool. That yeah. could have been a comic book that... that, that uh, Jughead could have pitched that wouldn't have been immediately slapped down. Right. Yeah. It wouldn't have been like slutty teen witch. So, sorry, but that was the thing, right? I think this could really save pep comics. Yeah, I was like, ooh, she, ooh. Really? I I don't know. You don't see what they're going to say about this? No. Josie tells Veronica she wants a full-scale premiere now, but it must be a hit because the studio's wanted to cast a woman named Lana Turner. Real yeah, person. Real white person in her role for the movie she had. I, I would have set everything on fire. Josie handled it much better than I would have. Yeah, she um, bought it with everything she had, yeah. mortgaged everything she had to make it. And basically, if it fails, her she'll be destitute. Basically, yeah. So she says if she proved it was a hit in the sticks, then maybe she could convince the studio heads. I don't know. I guess. Like, I didn't yeah. care about your town. Your town sucks. <laughs> right, right. It actually wasn't about your amazing avant-garde theater that I was so I was in. on the highway and I said, this place sucks. Pull off. <laughs> right. If these <laughs> shitty people can like my amazing movie, maybe other shitty people around America <laughs> will also love this movie. Fangs tells Midge how cool his life has been <laughs> while she's showing in a convent. She's like, I'm meeting up with Alexander Cabin in New York City for a record deal. And she's like, that's, that's great. Love that. It's <laughs> great. That. I'm hiding this conversation right now. <laughs> and you're going to come back when? How is that tunnel going? What tunnel? <clears throat> Veronica, Veronica apologizes to Jughead for his struggles in his storyline and asks if he wants to skip the premiere. And he's like, I, I wouldn't even know what to wear. I only have clothes with S's on them, which, which I thought was funny. Which is hilarious. Where does he buy them? Why does he buy them? And Ronnie's like, don't worry. I took your measurements in your sleep and had this tailored for you in one day. Super normal. Mm-hmm. I love that. Where would you even go to do that? Pops? I don't know. Is there something back, I don't know. I don't back know. there? They brought uh, Archie and Reggie onto staff for the premiere. They're in their suits again. So cute. I feel like that would be a little frustrating if I'm Clay and... Kevin be like what really just like it's a special occasion you bring out the show guys (laughs) yeah that is actually well did they get officially fired they're back right I (laughs) oh I don't know if anyone works there anymore that's a good point um 
Josie puts her handprints in wet cement out front. She'll be the only <laughs> only one there for a long time. Aww. A uh, grumpy movie critic from the Wall Beat Journal uh, sits in the front row. Yeah, because he has The to... middle front row. <laughs> so, the best seat in the house. So he had to either go five hours to get here or 25 minutes right, by train. Right. And this guy's like, I love to watch movies with the notebook out. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I, so, I've never been a critic, but I've been to critics' greetings, and it feels like they're not usually taking notes during the movie. So some people, I've been to screenings where people do take notes, and I just don't find it very helpful, personally. But I've never really been like a film critic the way like a film critic whose like job is to remove review the film. Yeah. Um. I just feel like they're usually guys who are pretty good at like seeing something for one time and like really yeah what they saw. But people do take notes, but I think I don't know. Not my thing. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, the movie starts and then the film immediately starts burning. Great. Which I feel like Reggie and Archie are like, oh, you know what happens now. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Veronica loses her cool. She like, immediately. <laughs> it's in- she yells at Kevin and Clay, calls them the worst productionists ever, fires them, says they're not friends anymore. That was crazy. I was like, are you What an insane you? run. She's like, the whole night is ruined. I'm like, in this time period, people must be used to this. Right, exactly. And she's like, five minutes? We don't have five We're minutes. We're gonna die! She really, I don't, she, they did not give her enough reason to react this right. way. Right. Yeah, nothing, nothing of Veronica's is on the line tonight. Nothing. She's just trying to impress Josie. Right. She's like, did I do good? And Josie's like, you need to chill <laughs> out. Archie and Reggie keep people from leaving. Veronica gets Fangs to play for a live Josie performance to buy five minutes. It's great. It's fine, yeah. Yeah, I uh, liked it. And the movie starts, and of course you don't get to see it. What no. do you think this is? Love, Simon? Where <laughs> a scene influenced Cheryl's character arc and made her realize it was okay to come out as gay? Uh, the Simon family. It's <laughs> just amazing. But no, this, this movie, everybody loves it, but it doesn't, you know cause anyone to start thinking differently about their lives or anything no josie's happy though and that's all i care about yes veronica sent the critic off and i think stole his notebook like she has a notebook full of his explicit thoughts and i just don't know (laughs) where she got it from uh (laughs) she tells josie that he says her movie is the bomb smash hit that she was hoping for just it does seem like it's completely glowing pause review the best movie ever made all of Josie's com- dreams are coming true. And then Josie's like, that's amazing. Veronica, you should make movies. So, yeah, not you should be a theater owner since he runs successful right, premieres, right. as she has proven. You should branch out like AMC and own multiple theaters. No, it's very strange. Also, I was just thinking about this as the scene closed. Have you ever read a review of a movie that was this raving? Like, I was trying to think of the best movie that I have seen in recent memory. And I can't think of a single reviewer who has, like, truly gloat about a movie. That language is kind of, like, no Crazy. no reviewer would feel, would they would feel cringy to yes. be that glowingly positive about anything today. No, totally, but totally. Like, you know, there's a couple A movies that come out and you read really positive reviews Yeah, people are, like, really fun. Like, I just feel like people are, like, like, I remember even the Barbie review, someone said, um... I think it was like People or something. So it wasn't like a super, you know, it was like the New York Times. But it was like the fun but over-intellectualized Barbie. And I was like, oof. I mean, I feel like I'm picky about my reviewers. And I wouldn't read anything from a reviewer who's like, this is the greatest movie of all time. Yeah, you don't want something too gushing because it feels fake. Right. What movie would you say is the greatest movie of all time? 
no no we're not gonna i'm not that. gonna do that okay and why is it a star is born with lady gaga <laughs> anyway i have movies that i think are perfect but i don't mm. have movies that i think are the great that there's one greatest movie of yeah all time. no i i don't think i have that answer honestly either i don't even think i have movies that are perfect they're just movies that i love mm. like the seed of chucky is probably not a perfect film <laughs> Yeah, but probably. I'm, probably not. It's, it's probably like 98% perfect. <laughs> I mean, it's as close as something could get. <laughs> right, exactly. But to say it's perfect would be, you know, a gross overstatement. So I don't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Plus, like, if you start talking about, like, cinema classics, you'll run into that, like, this movie's perfect. And you watch it be like, oh, I forgot about the racist element. Right, right, yeah, racist, sexist, homophobic. Oof, okay, never mind. Where would you like to go next? Um, I'm leaning towards, I want to end on, let's do the slap. Okay. And I want to end on Archie and Because he's Grundy. the last thing. Yeah. Betty tells all of her readers of her magazine, you remember her magazine. Yes, just started. The center of all of those storylines. Right. Uh, how her season has been going, including the <laughs> slap, which she omits the part that she kind of wanted it to happen yeah, and made it happen. Yeah, she kind of goaded a little bit, yeah, and smiled when it so, happened. So so she's like, this is my manifesto. It's going to be a book, The Uncensored Teenage Mystique, which she believes could change this town. What do you think? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It, like, it seems like a nice little advice column, and it seems nice that the teenagers are being heard, but... I do think that Betty might be overselling it. It seems a little self-serving. Yes, thank you. That's what I was thinking. For her storyline to end with, and then I became a writer of advice columns. But it's also just weird that she's getting a writer storyline at all. Because like, if you want to tell a storyline about someone writing, you have Jughead, someone. Who's you, you currently have doing it? Jughead, who's a writer. Ethel, who's a writer. Uh, uh, Ethel, who's a writer. Clay, who's a writer. Jug uh, Archie, who's a writer. Wait, that's so true. What are you doing? Can Why are they all... What about... All these writers are writing this show, and they're all about writers. <laughs> it's weird. It's almost like writers are writing. They were like, what, is, what does Betty do? What if she starts writing something? Come on, guys. <laughs> but I was trying to think of... What is she going to do? Play volleyball? They don't know about that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it is true. I was like, everything is like the written word. I'm just thinking, like... Things they don't know about yet. Veronica looking for the way to step up her, her theater game. No one in the writer's room was like, what if she invents the Alamo Draft House early? Oh, that would be fun. Wouldn't I that love, have been huge? I love the Alamo Draft House. I love it. She I just will... combined pops with the movie theater. I'm so hungry. And now I want the food. I feel hungry too. Yeah, we're going to get food after though. Fred? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's yeah. a safe one. I was yeah. actually hoping for it. Okay, good. Me too. I don't want to say because I feel like I always suggest it and I don't want people to like be annoyed with it. But, <laughs> but it's the best place and I love it. Cheryl and Tony redevelop their pictures. Like These they said pictures. they would last week. They remembered what they did last episode. Right. That's important. These pictures had a long life though. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Reggie tells Julian uh, about what happened last week. And then Julian spills all over the student common room. Great. How... Reggie and Archie made it with Twilight Twist, and Archie's going back for more. And Betty can't believe she's hearing this. <laughs> Why is he congratulated for what she's punished for? Well, you have not done what he's done. <laughs> and I don't think you should be congratulated. I think this is a huge problem, and honestly, someone really needs to check in on Archie. I agree that it's really weird that you and he hadn't had your moment, because it just felt like yeah. there was literally nothing stopping you. Archie was like, I'm busy with poetry, 
But also, did you know that sex workers exist? Yeah. I can just go but that was before I, I discovered sex. Right. That's great. <laughs> As we all know, I'm Archie, and that's going to shift everything. Yeah, that's going to change, like, the entire trajectory of this town. Betty runs into Cheryl, who drops her sexy photos. And Betty gets curious. And then she goes to talk to Cheryl, and Cheryl's like, all right, I'll level with you. I'm dating Tony. And, and at I'm, this point, I was like, what do you mean? We what? know. <laughs> They, Evelyn told everybody two episodes ago. Right, and Evelyn said it's the worst kept secret Evelyn in front of Betty. Evelyn said everybody knows. Yeah, and Betty, like, does act surprised. Yeah, well, Betty's like, oh, wow, okay. Yeah, it's like, I guess I could get used to this idea that I've known about for six months. Yeah. Bizarre choice. Very weird. And then Betty admits she's the teenage mystique, and Cheryl's like, I'm such a fan. One time I wrote about her, about my problems, and then she, she sent me a group response that <laughs> right. said, you're all doing great. <laughs> Right, it was so helpful. <laughs> totally great. That was right after, oh, Evelyn told everyone that I was, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she wanted to submit the pictures to come out in a big way. Exactly what we thought she was going to do right. last did, week. She did And then Betty's like, what if we did something way smaller than that <laughs> and we put it in my book? <laughs> yeah, what if we, what if we did it about I know you have a publisher me. in mind, but what about <laughs> someone with no infrastructure? <laughs> What if this benefited me somehow, actually? I don't know. I, this is a very Veronica move, but what if I hijack your goals for my own? <laughs> yeah, no, she's already from the best, truly. And then she uh, asks if she could have some sexy photos taken. And Cheryl is like, well, I'll make it into an oil painting because that's kind of my only hobby. <laughs> so why can't the photo be the thing? <laughs> that's what the, like, when Betty was, imagine Betty was like, no, I'm good with just the photo. And right. she was like, Listen, I really need this. Well, it was like a hyper-realistic oil painting that looks like a photo and probably is just a photo, like somebody digitally rendered to look I like I do want to say painting. congrats to the the artist. Yeah, Who sure. they keep bringing on on Riverdale. I think they're doing great work. They're doing great work, but it seems kind of strange. It's it's very um, odd. Yeah, it's an extra step you don't need. It's, it's just like someone keeps remembering that they did that. So they're yeah. like, remember when we made Cheryl like a painter? And so, like, I guess that's, like, one of her definitive skill sets now right. is that she's an incredibly photorealistic oil painter. I'm also just thinking about how they're going to have to take a photo of the oil painting in order to get it to the book, probably. It's just going to be <laughs> just ridiculous. It's going to be a lot of steps. Yeah. Yes. Will it still be black and white when it's on the book cover? So confusing. Cheryl and Tony take pictures of Betty in lingerie. Betty picks out her favorite with Cheryl, and then she admits she feels like a fraud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's weird also, you're 16, but that's fine. I That's another thing to remember. When they were taking the photos, yeah. I was like, right, she's pretty. She's she's an adult, the actress. Right, exactly. That is, she's a that's child. That's a child in lingerie and glasses being like, mm, Right, very misguided. I know all the secrets about sex. Yeah, it's a little uncomfortable. And she don't know anything. No. She's not having sex at all. And Cheryl's like, you know masturbation, <laughs> right? Betty's like, what? Yeah, but he's like, for all the things that I know, did not really explore that one at all. But then she does. I Here's a question I have. Sure. This is similar to you wanting to ask about. <laughs> oh, are point. men So the, the bathtub thing. Yeah, I don't think. Why would that be necessary? I've seen it here and in Pleasantville. I think that this was a reference to Pleasantville, probably. Maybe. I don't think that this is necessarily a thing I was that like, why matters. would that make it better or necessary? It wouldn't. It wouldn't. 
I think that's more like a, this is how you can find time to do it away from Right. I think it was more about the locking of the door than it was about the bathtub. Okay. I'm going to copy that. So Betty masturbates. (laughs) What a weird sentence. And then, and then Cheryl paints Betty, uh, but she does it at the school. So her mom can't slash it. But also leaves it out of the school, <laughs> which feels less safe. Cheryl does not care anymore. Cheryl just stopped caring. Cheryl shows Betty the painting, and she, Betty's like, "It's beautiful." And then Cheryl's like, "You're beautiful." Cool. Are they gonna date? They're cousins. It's great. It's great. What a cool, what a great storyline. Yeah, Cheryl has a new personality. You know, Betty really changed something in her life. Yeah, Betty is sexy now. It's great. Love it for her. All right. You want to go to Veronica? Yes, please. Veronica has no problem walking down the hallway with Jughead. Love that. As a, being official now. That's their version of Facebook official in 1955, is walking down a hallway holding hands. Now, questions. So Veronica had a thing with Archie, had a thing with Betty. Had a thing with Reggie. Had a thing with Reggie. Has no qualms about doing this at all without informing anyone. Not only does she have no qualms... None of those people seem to have a personal reaction to it. Right, no. I was like waiting for Betty to be like, hey, what the is this? Fu- yeah, what? I no. thought we were doing something, but apparently they no. were never doing anything. They no. were just gal pals. Just gal pals. And they were roommates, colleagues. Wait, but who is it? Roommates, <laughs> colleagues, anything but lovers. History hates lovers. What is this? It's, it's like a TikTok thing. I don't actually know where it comes from, but it's... Usually it's to pictures of Carly Kloss and Taylor Swift. Oh, right. Uh, so it's like, and they were roommates, <laughs> buddies, best friends, colleagues, anything but lovers. <laughs> History hates lovers. You guys would, you would know. They'll know. They seem like they're on my side of TikTok. Yes. Yeah. No, I, but judging by their faces right now, I think, uh, I think you got them. Yeah. Veronica reminds Jughead. That she wore a sexy wish costume six episodes ago. Right, it was Halloween, yeah. And he, he thinks that's a boss idea for a comic book. Cool. So he's just going to do that <laughs> all episode. He's like, sexy witch, cool. And Good. I'm like, watching this be like, are you inventing Sabrina? <laughs> yes, and he is. That's Someone who has been in episodes of this show? Yeah. As like a person you know in your world? Yeah. So what's going on in Greendale? Not Sabrina. Jughead draws Veronica as a witch, and it's too good. <laughs> You're like, like that we, should we, be the thing. We have an Ethel. Yeah. Do we, though? Jughead doesn't need to be good at drawing, is Where? what I'm saying. Where's Ethel, though? Where is Ethel? Where's Ethel? She's not in this episode. Ethel's crying in the bathroom because she saw Veronica and Jughead walking down the she, hallway together. She's actually sitting right behind Jughead, <laughs> and he's like, hey, look at this drawing. It's like, I don't even need you to make comic books. And oh. then she went to cry in the bathroom for the rest of the episode. Right, exactly. Poor Ethel. I love her. Mm-hmm. So uh, Jughead thinks that Veronica the Teenage Witch could save Pep Comics. Sure. Fieldstone points out that the patriarchy won't like... A hot teenage witch. I'm not sure why you thought they would. With like cleavage <laughs> and <laughs> Yeah. It's... He's like, make her a half witch, make her blonde. Don't call her Veronica. That makes me think of Veronica Lodge. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> Hate that. So Jughead's like, oh, okay, I have this problem I need to solve. And then he tells Veronica about it, and she's like have you seen that movie, Sabrina? What and then that? they're like, wow, done, easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he just, he just does that. Cool. 
And Fieldstone's like, well, this changes everything. I think this blonde girl in a sweater could single-handedly <laughs> save Pep Comics. And then the patriarchy rejects her because obviously... <laughs> a woman a doing woman anything? with magic powers? Crazy. From that publisher. That's just all... But, but, but you got to change the name of the company at this point. It's so confusing. It's so confusing. Are they rejecting Super Duck is my question. But we haven't gone back to Super Duck. No, there are issues of Super Duck. Though. That's what I'm saying, though, is like, are they currently printing issues of Super Duck? Or is that even not allowed? What if Super Duck is just widely successful, but like, Duck had never talked about it? And they're just like, it? and like, like they, they refuse to acknowledge it. that They're actually making more money now with Super Duck. And they're like, no, but the publication is ruined. No. <laughs> We're a horror brand. Yeah, someone's trying to sell like the movie rights to Super Duck. And... So imagine you're like going to read horror comics and you're like, what's a great publisher of horror comics and like pep sure really <laughs> no i don't know i don't know why, why they chose pep as their slogan for the town the town with pep they're really proud of their comic book i publisher. guess yeah maybe it stands for something like putrid evil publications there we oh. go see that's what it stands for that's pretty that's good why it's i confusing. like that yeah. yeah it's like everyone doesn't remember what dc stands for what does it stand for do you have a guess dark comics the C doesn't stand. No, no, the C does stand for comics. Does the D not stand for anything? It does. Dark comics. Uh, death comics. This is the... Uh, Duck It was comics. the name of the series that Batman first premiered in, which wasn't named Batman. Dastardly... Oh, Detective? Detective Comics. Oh, I like that. Cool. That makes <clears> sense. All right, we should move on to... She's married. She's married. Stop it, Archie. You're being inappropriate. This would never happen. Not in a million lifetimes. Maybe one lifetime. Maybe one. Just one. <laughs> Mrs. Grundy thinks Archie's latest poem is excellent. More mature. Like he grew up overnight. Looks like he went to a sex worker. Yeah, that'd be the threesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With a friend. Yeah. She suggests he keep it up, and Archie intends to. This is a weird so, storyline. Uh, Archie, yeah, no. Archie <laughs> knocks on Twyla's, turn, or Twyla's door with flowers in hand, and she refuses him because she has strange and specific rules for all of this. Yeah. I don't care if you want to pay me for sex. That's not why I do it. Why do you do it? <laughs> she just likes it, which is she's weirder. In it for, yeah, she's in it for very personal reasons. <laughs> This is like in Community when they're like, the dean should come out as gay. That'll be good for the school. And he's like, gay doesn't begin to cover what I am. <laughs> Very personal reasons. Archie brings Mrs. Grundy a red delicious apple. Ooh. Her favorite. That is so weird. It's a really weird thing to know. A weird, awful weird thing to Here's be your favorite. weird thing to know. I don't think that was a red delicious apple. <laughs> they just said it. I, I've, I mean, red delicious apples have a very red hue. Mm -hmm. I don't think that was what that was. Did you think it was a gala apple? Maybe? I think it might have been. Yeah. Some bitch ass gala apple. Okay, so do you have a ranking of apples? Um. Oh God, I've I've landed on one that I that I really love, but I couldn't tell a you its name unless I'm looking at it. No, it's got like a Fuji. gray label. What's the color of the apple? It's like red and yellow. Okay, Fuji Gala. There's another one, Honey, not Honeycrisp. Okay, Jonah Gold, Fuji, Brayburn, Brayburn. Could it be Brayburn? No. Gala, Golden Delicious, that's what it was. Empire, Cortland, Granny Smith, Pink Lady? None of those. Yeah. Was it, is it a Rome, Roman apple? No. Envy? Is it this one? It's an Envy apple. Envy apple, we yeah. got there. Hell yeah. They're very good. They are good. They're the best apples. Mrs. Grundy accepts Archie's invite to the dark room to hear him perform a new poem. And then she calls him 
her favorite student. Mm. So Archie mm. performs a poem in which he makes it explicit that he did not just give Grundy an innocent apple. Mm. He is into her, which is a canon event. <laughs> yes, I guess so. Not the other way around, though. No, he takes a big bite and everybody wishes they could die. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the poem was pretty good until that point. And then Mrs. Grundy leaves. <clears throat> yeah, which is the appropriate thing to do. It does feel like the implication of this episode is that the moral arc of the universe is dependent on this woman having <laughs> sex with this boy. <laughs> like, is it good Like, happen? the reason that she gave in to him in the present day is, like, the thing that created the version of Archie that we saw. Very strange. And he was like this before. Very weird. Mrs. Grundy finds Archie waiting for her at school. She tells him that she had to leave because her husband <laughs> was waiting for her with dinner at home. Yeah, this guy is dead in a basement or something, but... Yeah, he, he is chained to the house, he can't leave. <laughs> yeah. She thinks, he's like, what'd you think of my poem? She's like, I think we should not talk about that anymore. <laughs> No, she's she's actually very diplomatic about it. She says they should switch gears. Good call. To anything else. I'm begging you. <laughs> so I, I'm talking about pain. Let's go to pain. That'll be right. better. But not love pain. Not she... love pain. Physical, emotional, and psychological pain. Yeah. Write it down for me. I don't want you thinking about... Yeah, no. Holding a person. Exactly. A cold shower of a poem. <laughs> yeah. Can you write that? I would love that. I think that'd be huge for both of us. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. So Archie starts a poem about his father called Ode to a Fallen Soldier. And then at the end of the episode, Archie comes home from that movie premiere to find Frank in his room, who hasn't been in the whole episode. (laughs) He's like, hey, I just walked on set. Reggie, can you give us a minute? (laughs) This is awful. I read this poem about Fred, and in it, Archie's like talking about how he, there's like a grave, but... To him, his father went away and was lost and never came back because the body didn't, I guess the body didn't come back. Right. This is a very <laughs> not controversial take on someone's dad who died in war right. in my mind. Frank's like... Frank's like, what did I say? Unless it is for the explicit <laughs> purpose of picking up chicks, poetry is wrong. <laughs> it's so And bizarre. to exploit Fred's sacrifice for this is wrong. <laughs> You're exploiting him for artistic gain. What? (laughs) To exploit him for a poem that you wrote in the privacy of your own house. How dare you even think these thoughts? You're not allowed to process pain. That's not what we do here. We're the trauma boys. (laughs) (laughs) This is like the craziest reaction. This reaction and Veronica's reaction, firing Kevin and telling him that they're no longer friends because the movie burned up. At this point, insane reaction. I'm like watching Frank and being like, okay, so definitely lost his penis in the war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that, but, that is a candidate. But event. also, like, with, with, with the level he's at and Alice is at, they should be meeting up and like hate screwing <laughs> yeah. each other all the time. Yeah, exactly. Or whatever I heard you doing. hurt a child. I love hurting children. Let's like. <laughs> you do, I do it physically. You do it emotionally. Sometimes I also do it emotionally. <laughs> it's great. I love it. And that's the end of the episode. This is a crazy episode in the sense of... Is that Jacob? I think there's someone at the door. Oh my god, do you want to get the door, John? I guess so. Is it a special guest? Stella? Who could it be? Who could it be? Hey! It's Jacob! Ah! So Jacob, what did you think about this episode of Riverdale? I don't think we actually introduced that Jacob is here. Jacob is here. I'm here. Jacob, who's been getting a lot of play on the the show (laughs) recently, is here. He's our friend. He loves movies. He works in film. 
That's true. Uh, so guys, spoiler. Which right now is a great time. It's such a good time to be working in film and everyone should start. Yes. Yeah, so just in case, uh, Jacob uh, has arrived for a dinner, but he's here early. So we're going to talk to him. He's right on time. He's right on time. Well, he didn't arrive early, but he... We knew this would happen. So, this, this Are is... Are we going to split hairs on this, this We planned for this. I just wanted to give them context because it's very confusing for the audience. Jake, what did you think about this episode of Riverdale? It was solid. I mean, it's, nice. the, it's the thing of it's always nice when the show gives its black characters a platform. But then also, it kind of does them dirty the other half of the time. So it's a, it's a mixed bag. Like, like, yeah. It's cool that they have this meetup with all of these black characters, but where's Tabitha? Where is Tabitha? Would have been a great episode to have Tabitha. I know, except for that Marvel movie she's shooting. She's not shooting a Marvel movie. She is. Maybe. <laughs> they have a SAG thing, I'm sure. They have a waiver. That's where she is. Right? You, would be, you would be surprised what's getting waivers. You're like, uh, <laughs> maybe. Who knows? I just saw a Guy Ritchie movie got a waiver. Sure. That's I, little... I heard it was like A24 has agreed to all of the, yeah. the rulings. It's been in the past. So like, they're still not working with writers, but they're working with actors. Right, right. Oh, yeah, they're not. The whole they're... thing. We got some superlatives. So fun. We should talk about uh, who was uh, Miss Teen Riverdale this week. I mean, it's Josie, right? Yeah, Josie. Yeah, Even though she's new Josie, to town. Josie swept into town, not even yeah. from here, and won the award out from everybody. She doesn't even amazing. go here. She doesn't yeah. even go here. But she did a great performance. Mm-hmm. You know, she directed, produced, wrote, financed. Yeah. All of that. Yeah, she really did it all. She did. Stella, are you okay? Yeah, you can sit behind me. Does Here. anyone have any outfits they want to shout out? I think Josie's outfits are pretty good. Yeah, Josie's outfits are just crazy. It's, it's, it's like they had to take away Veronica's Hollywood starlet energy mm-hmm. to pump up Josie more. Yeah, so Jos- so Veronica was supposed to be an actress. Do we remember that? No, she's the she's just a Nepo baby. Right, but like there was a time in the beginning where they were she was like, I'm gonna be in a an adaptation right. of that movie. She that was I pretending forget. that she was about to be in a movie. Yes, when she, and she first wasn't. It was a movie about teenagers, but I don't remember what it was. It was something where she was like, I have to go to an American high school in order to like prepare for this role that like Natalie Wood got. Yeah. But it wasn't a real movie. But it was a real book. Don't remember what this was. Anyway. Right. So was she ever an actress or would this have been her premiere role? And yeah, it was she all was, a lie. She's probably a liar. Probably, yes. Probably. Okay. Rumor mill? Because, like, I don't know anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't... I... What do you think? Well, uh, next week is apparently a black and white episode. Oh, we haven't yes. watched the trailer yet. Um, Should we watch the trailer? Sure, yeah, I'll pull it up. This is so strange. I was going to say, we can talk about the finale, what we know of the finale. <sighs> Jacob, do you have opinions on the finale? I mean, it is... The summary that was released is frustrating in the most uniquely Riverdale way. I love that about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's equal chances the series ends either like The Notebook or like Les Miserables. So we'll see how yeah. that goes. I'm really curious how those movies will work in the Riverdale universe, but maybe you think that Betty's going to end with memory loss? No, it either ends with the story finishes and the suggestion she dies, or it ends with her being led into the afterlife by everyone she's known. Oh, I don't really remember that about Les Mis. But that's, yeah, that's probably what it is. More destructive than a hydrogen blast. (laughs) You can't let this bomb get us down. Oh, 
It's an Oppenheimer parody? Well, it's not, because no one saw Oppenheimer when they made that. That seems upsetting. Yeah, okay, so it's a, it's all about the Cold War. Right. They did have an actual bomb go off in Riverdale that was just put there by Hiram Lodge. That was a that was a regular bomb. That was a regular. Did I say it? No, it was a bomb. I just said a bomb, right? Right, yeah. yes. But it's the bomb that created the Rivervale universe. Right. <laughs> huh. Right. 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 I think, I don't think there's actually going to be a bomb that goes off. I think it's just going to be... Like, a, they're going to have a lesson about something. Yeah. I'm not you know, sure I what. Just, I'm just not sure if anything matters anymore. Right. <laughs> it's no, kind no. of where I'm at with this show. In the, in the third to last episode <laughs> of the series. Right. Isn't that a cool feeling? No, where you're, like, fine. running into the finish lines? Like, I don't even think there's a plan. I, there might not be a plan, but you know what? It, it, it feels like I'm the season it. started and Roberto was like, cool, it's the 50s. Have fun. See you for the finale. And then, like, <laughs> went on a vacation. Wow. I would love that job. That sounds amazing. My other great fear about the finale is it runs into the issue I know people had with the finale of How I Met Your Mother, where what should have been the majority of the season was squeezed into the finale. I'm very curious (laughs) what the finale will be, because we were talking about earlier, Jacob, when you were not here, that it seems Betty is the protagonist of Riverdale, which I don't think feels true. Like that... No, I mean, Jughead's been narrowing the majority of the series. Right. Right. Like, so... Also, maybe we should give them some context in case they did not read the spoiler, but oh. the spoiler for the finale, and to cover your ears if you don't want to hear it, is that basically Betty is 84 years old looking back on Riverdale, and she is met by a friend from her past so that she can like remember the memories of the Riverdale that was, I believe. So not sure what that means. Not sure who the friend is. I'm thinking Tabitha. My first guess was Sabrina, and now I know that can't be true. Yeah, because she was made up by Jughead. No, I'm thinking Papa Poutine comes back. <laughs> That's, right. Please send us your your best wrong answers only I of guess. who her long last friend is. We've had Asian Drake. Asian Drake would be great. Andy right. Cohen. The Andy trash bag Cohen. killer. Andy Cohen. Andy Cohen is canonically part of the Riverdale. That's right. right. And canonically right. endorsed a uh, pro-for-profit uh, prison candidate. Right, right. <laughs> Honestly, he might. I don't know. I don't know what Andy Cohen thinks about prisons. Who knows? I, I, all I know is what Andy Cohen thinks is it sucks that he can't drink on CBN, CNN's and, New Year's Eve coverage more. anymore. Yes, exactly. He Look could. what they took her from us. The, true. There's true. Someone else is going to scoop him up. Come on. It's real shame. Just get him next to Anderson Cooper on a different network drinking and be like, Anderson, come over. My favorite thing That's going to be the new CW. He like railed against the mayor of New York. He was like, fuck you. And then they had to go to the mayor of New York. (gasps) Not a good look, Andy. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, but every New Yorker has railed against the mayor of New York. That is part of it. Eric Adams is a straight up freak. Less so, though, while hosting. (laughs) I'm putting that on the record. (laughs) You want that on mic? (laughs) Sure. You put it on there. He is not our mayor, so. I mean, our mayor isn't great either. Well, hey, look, I'm not trying to get political. They got so mad about that in the comments. I also, I, I don't know enough about mayors. <laughs> so I don't feel like I can actively participate in the conversation. Caitlin, what are you watching? I'm watching Talk to Me. Well, I did watch it. I previously watched it. It was a movie. I saw it and it was over and now I'm here. But it was good, but not great. That's how I felt. Like I... Okay, so it's a A24 horror movie. It's Australian. It's about, if you haven't seen the trailer, it's about um, basically a group of friends have like this like 
party game this where the hand one. The hand, which John made a great impression of the hand, which I can't show you guys because it's not a visual medium. They basically you hold on to the hand and you kind of see dead people. It's a possession movie. It was I really I enjoyed it, but the more I thought about it, the more it felt very like paint by numbers. By, paint by numbers is what I was going for. Paint by numbers horror movie, but they had Australian accents. Anyway, I saw it with Ian, my friend Dan, and I don't know if Dan felt this way, but Ian and I were like, I was like, what the fuck are they saying? <laughs> like, for the first, like, 25 minutes of the movie, I was like, why don't they have subtitles? Like, this is, like, this is English, but, like, is it, though? Like, these Australians are talking, like, like is the accents were so thick. And Ian and I weirdly had been watching a lot of Australian content because we were watching this really funny show called Why Are You Like This on Netflix? Highly recommend. Also Australian. But we can understand what they're saying. And talk to me. I was like, what are they saying? But anyway, it was a good movie. But like, talk to me. But maybe with I didn't realize it was Australian. It's Australian. Yeah. It's a good movie. It is a good movie. It felt a little pain by numbers for a movie that I felt like was being hyped up so much as like a crazy like this is like a like it's, it's not, getting really hyped up online yeah it's not hereditary you know it's like you kind of the ending is cool there is some very cool moments i just felt like i was like ah yes the grief trauma it's know? always that it's always it? it's always that yeah they're they're sad because they did a bad thing and yeah they want to punish themselves it's yes or it's like oh they thought it's yeah it's a whole thing you'll see if you watch it which you should because it was good but like you know just don't expect mind-blowing movie that's the whole thing. Yeah. Mm. Do we go Jacob or John? Let's ask Jacob. Jacob, uh, what's going on? What I'm are you wa- watching? I'm watching Cheers. Okay. Uh, I don't know if anyone said this. Cheers, good show. <laughs> is <laughs> it a good show? Is yeah. it just like a comedy? Yeah. I mean, a classic. It's, it's yeah. one of like the foundational sitcoms. Yeah, but it's funny. Yeah, I'm in the middle of season two. How many seasons of Cheers are there? There are 11 seasons of Cheers. Oh, wow. so you'll be busy. There's, oh, yes, and there's a lot of rotating cast members. Yeah, I was going to say. Woody Wait, Harrelson joins eventually. Yeah, the yeah. iconic elements um, don't show up. Right, mm-hmm. Frasier has not shown up yet where I am. Oh, so he's that's his originating show. Yes. Okay, cool. I've yeah, Frasier is a spinoff of Cheers. And then does Frasier have a spinoff of itself? I think they're uh, they're 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 threatening a reboot. Mm, right. Oh, okay. it's happening, but only Kelsey Grammer's back. Well, that's good. I, I kind of wish they got David Hyde Pierce back. He's funnier now than he was then. Oh, yeah. I've only watched like one episode of Frasier. I can't participate in this conversation. Well, maybe they'll get a new dog, so you'll have that oh, going for I you. Oh, I love dogs. The the bit with Frasier was that he was like a radio host who gave advice, and they'd get like celebrities to do the radio voices of people like, asking questions. But then his own life wasn't together. Oh, I get that. That's fun. John, what are you watching? I was telling y'all earlier about the Star Trek musical episode. That I thought was the music was really good. Apparently, written by people from Letters to Cleo. We love Letters oh. to Cleo. Not, not your fears, like a Pasig and Paul Star Trek musical. <gasps> my but it, fears. And my it was dreams. like the music was pretty good. I thought the direction was kind of where it's just like you're just directing people walking around room singing. Like yeah. <laughs> it just felt a little bit. Was it Akiva? I just, every time there's a problem, I do blame Akiva Goldsman as being like a top creative on Star Trek. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? That's it? That's it. Wow. Uh, we got three more episodes until Crazy. we're done. And much like the TV show, it just doesn't feel like we're building up to anything. But you know what? Our last episode is going to be really sad. I well, think you should do a wrap-up episode after this. I, I think I we know, will. I think, we'll I think, I think we want to get like people together. It's like, how do we mic that? I know. We'll, fi- <laughs> we'll figure it out. I know. I was thinking, I was like, it can't. 
Like, as much as I almost want the finale episode to be, like, the final episode, I do think we need some sort of... Um, we can do two things, right? Yeah. I have an idea for how we can wrap the final episode. Cool. That could be nice. And then, yeah. And then do, like, a bonus of... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that might not have to be one week later. That might be a little bit later. If That's true. If it takes true. a little bit to put it together. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Well, there will be plenty of time to analyze what Riverdale was. <laughs> what was that? We might need Aww. to heal for a little bit. I know. I'm really... I wish they, like, would give us screeners to see, like, the final two episodes. Don't they know? Don't they here? know? It's not like Riverdish is still doing this. I, I really don't think they are. And if Riverdish, if you're listening, I would like to know if you're still doing your podcast. <laughs> but um, I'm not going to go and look that up. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not going to check. Because you listen to us. <laughs> right, right, of course. Of course, that's how it works. I think I have your book, though. Anyway. You definitely think? have their book. I have their I can book. point it out right now. Yeah, it's there. I'm sorry, guys. I'm a fan. Anyway. <laughs> Over and out, River Vixens.